a week ago, I heard you rail for two hours about independence. And? Mr. Hardwick, how many times have I heard you speak of freedom at my father's table? Half the men in this church, including you, Father, and you, Reverend, are as ardent patriots as I. Will you now, when you are needed most, stop at only words? Is that the sort of men you are? I ask only that you act upon the beliefs of which you have so strongly spoken and in which you so strongly believe. Welcome, Patriots. Another week, and we got crappy weather here. I hope it's good where you're at, Dave, because this sucks. It's uh, 78 degrees with 50 mile an hour wind. Yeah, you suck. It was snowing today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you come up here and do it soon, can you bring back the warm weather? Because we definitely yeah, need it. He's not coming back this week, then. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, we have a guest here. Uh, he is running for state uh, rep. For the what district? Forty third. Forty third. So with Ottawa County, it kind of comes into Jamestown Township. Just, just the a two real, precincts of Jamestown. Yeah. Right? So it's real, real small slither. So he's going to come on, and we're going to ask him some questions and have a little interview here. So welcome to the program, Philip Joseph. So yeah. thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I kind of begged to get on a little bit. So I <laughs> that's all right. You having me. No, that's good. Um, so tell us a little bit of background about yourself. Yeah, um, it's nothing super exciting. I, I grew up in Lapeer County. I'm one of six. Um, as blue collar as it gets, let me tell you. Um, you know, grew up in the public school system. Uh, went to Eastern Michigan really for wrestling more than anything, to be honest with you. Was lucky enough to get an education. Met wi- met my wife there, uh, who was a gymnast. And uh, as soon as she graduated, she graduated a year behind me. We got married and moved to Texas. We were in Houston for a few years. I uh, loved it. Loved the South. He's <laughs> talking about the weather. Um, it was great. It was perfect. Um, life was good. And then uh, we decided to move back up to Michigan uh, to raise our family. We had a kid as soon as we came back, our son, Samson. And then we had another one, Scarlett. And uh, this isn't public news yet, but we have another one on the way. <laughs> Congratulations. So, yeah. It's, uh, so we're raising our family here, and we live down in Orangeville, and we love it. So... Man, the first thing I would have to ask is, how in the world you go from a red state to a blue state? <laughs> it was tough, let me tell you. But, I mean, you know, that's the question, you know, you always ask. Like, do you just go somewhere where it's more you, or do you stay and fight where you're from and stuff, right? I mean, and... That's true. Yeah, do you know who Dietrich Bonhoeffer is, by chance? Uh, the name sounds familiar. He was a German during the, the Nazi time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, he talked about that a lot. He's like, what right do I have to come back after the war is over? You know, he stood and fight, and he, he, he actually was killed, but um, it, was, it was good. It inspired me a little bit, and, you know, we see all these atrocities around the world, and, you know, everyone flees, right? And Of course, right. and, but we need to fight. We, you know, we need to right. stand and take our culture back at some point. Yep. And, uh, For sure. That brings up a good question. Uh, so why are you running? What do you want to achieve? Yes. You run? What are your goals? Yeah, so it's kind of the conversation we're having before. Um, my whole life, you know, I, I've supported these people, and, and you guys have talked about this multiple, multiple times on your podcast. Like, I've supported all these people. I've gotten behind them, only to find out that 
they're not who we thought they were. Right. right. So I'm sitting on the sidelines watching these people go to Lansing, go to, to DC and to find out that they're nothing of what we wanted them to be. So we're sending these people supposedly representing us in conservative values, right? right? Which we need to define that. And we're finding out that they don't even know what it means to be conservative and they're there serving themselves. And it's like, we're the suckers sitting here. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm really, I'm sick of it in, in, in a nutshell, that's the easy way to answer it. Um, sure. So what, what's your job right now? What do you do? Yeah, so right now I'm in outside sales. Um, I, I got into sales right after college. It was a natural fit for me. I love working with people. So I, I, I cover all of West Michigan. I sell insulation. And really, it's a great job. <laughs> so Good. And everybody needs you. that. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me get to a specific question. What exactly do you want to, if you had to pass like five, bills what do you want to pass what do you want to do when you get there you know and some people ask me that my campaign video that i made it was about a culture and a movement and i'm going to explain it to you that makes sense i mean there's there's definitely some issues i could i could go ahead i mean education medical freedom right. freedom all this stuff but the reality is is I, I put it up there as like limited government that's that's the umbrella mm-hmm. and then we start focusing on these smaller issues like education like uh, medical freedom, like taxes, uh, government overreach, literally every single thing. We could talk about every single thing and find a way to improve it. And the number one way to do that is probably to remove government out of the, out of those. Like a, like a base. Like yeah. you want to start with a base before you get to the real issues. So the best way I can explain it, so I wrestled my whole life. You know, I coach, I still coach. Uh, so I explain it this way. Like a lot of times... You know, you'll, you'll coach a program and a guy will come in and be like, okay, teach me how to pin the kid. If you guys know anything about wrestling, mm-hmm. teach me how to win the match. Yep. Um, but it doesn't work like that, right? To have a successful program, you need to have or a, a successful season and to win and be a champion. It's not like a one thing that you do and you win. It's, it's an entire program. Right. It's an entire mindset. It's an entire lifestyle, actually, uh, of discipline and understanding and training and doing the right things. And it's the same thing in government. You know, we have so many single issue people that come out there and say, we're going to fix the roads, right? Right. <laughs> you know? Great all, slogan. Right. All these things. But the reality is, is that's crap. We need a whole system, a whole program, a whole idealism that works. And, you know, the, the part of that really is. But that's that's go- my question, though. What you have to get to specifics in Lansing if you want to get anything done. Sure. For example, in the roads, I can tell you how to spend money on roads very easily. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that we have way too much money in the, in the mm-hmm. I can tell you where some of it should go. You have to have specifics. Like what are some of your goals? Specific yeah. Goals? So you can say in generalities, well, we got to do this and we got to try to do that, but you have to go there with specific right. goals or you'll get nothing done. Absolutely. And I do agree with you. And I do have those. One of them really is your e-verify bill. I really like that a lot. I think it's a kind of a no brainer. I mean, if we're having illegal activities going on, we need to fix that. It's so it's so simple. You know, things like the voucher program, maybe not that specifically if it doesn't make sense, but we need to fix the education. And it's just like anything else. Uh, like in the free market. Those mar- two issues are hot. Those two issues yes. are hot buttons right now because of what schools are doing. And they're just ruining your kids. Uh, and every, every facet of education now is becoming indoctrination with mm-hmm. garbage. So I would agree with you 100% on that. Well, not only uh, that, Dave, there was immigration... Now they're going to remove the Title 42 from the border crossing. So that's down to, now that's just going to invite hundreds right. of thousands of more right. in. And they're predicting 500,000 or yeah. more multiple times coming well, in. 
Biden is obviously trying to get much more, many more Democrats in the United Naturally, States. Naturally, right. Because they're going yeah. to be, and most of those people that come in after five years are still on some type of welfare. So let me give you a little hint here. Uh, the way you stop illegal immigration is, yeah, E-Verify is good. That's one part of it. But the other thing is you have to reduce the incentives. So how do you do that? <laughs> yes. You got to say, okay, yeah. you, you come to this country, we're not going to give you health care. You come to this country illegally, we're not going to give you education. We're not going to give you welfare. We're not going to give you home human services. That's the way it is in Mexico. That's the right. way it is in a lot of countries. Right. And it's so just common sense, isn't it? <laughs> you know? If you can't get yeah. a job, if you can't get all those things, they won't be here. Right. The second, and one big issue for me has always been when they come across the border, a lot of them come across the border pregnant, and then they know when, they know when that child's born, mm-hmm. that yep. child's a U.S. Mm-hmm. citizen. That has to be changed. Right. Yes. Our forefathers never saw what's happening now. It's called right. the anchor Absolutely. Babies. So that's a federal issue. Federal issue has to right. go after that. That's not a state issue. But, yeah. but we can do good. stuff at the state level. And Dave, really, you nailed it right on the head. I think the key word is incentive, right? Um, and we have that same problem with people here on welfare, right? Like the government has incentivized people not to work, right? So how do we decentive or how do we incentivize people to work, right? And there's it's the same thing with election integrity, right? We have incentivized people to cheat and to have fraud. Right. With all the these yeah. new laws and these crap, we need to remove those laws. Mm-hmm. We need to have photo identification and stuff like that. Or, or, Which we or, do. So, you know, there's little things like that. I mean, I do have specific goals and we can go into those if you have specific, specific questions. Yeah, but that's what I want. I want yeah. specifics because a lot of people knock on doors and they say, I want less government. Well, great. That's what everybody says. But what does that mean? How mm-hmm. are you going to do that? So let's start with elections. Yeah. I Election mean, integrity. What does that mean to you? This is what I tell people, and it's bizarre to me that I have to have this conversation with Republicans, like people in office now. It's like if the people doubt that there's any um, election integrity at all, there's an issue, and we need to fix that. Okay, let's pretend that there's not, but the people don't believe that it's uh, there's integrity in it. You still need to fix that, right? Right. Now, there's a major, major issue going on, and all these laws that they've come up has made it extremely easy for fraud. Right. Same day registration. That's a joke. Right. Yep. Um, not having to have a photo ID. That's a joke. Um, what happened with them sending all those um, mail in ballots? That was not OK what they did. Um, and if you look at all the stories and all that stuff. So something needs to be done. There needs to be accountability for the secretary of state. For right? sure. There's zero accountability for what happened. What Especially do you know when about the uh, what do you know about the uh, Antrim County? You know, when they did the uh, forensic audit. What right, you know about with that? Matt DiPerno and all that stuff. So I know the overview of right. all that. I mean, it was, <laughs> I don't know all the details. Let's put it that way. But it was like a 60% um, some off ratio, Six, right? 60, yes. 60, 68. And, it, and it's only supposed to be like a 0.04%, right? Yes. And kind of back to my yeah. original point, these people in office, specifically the Repu- Republicans, they did nothing. Right. They did nothing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue that I have. There's zero accountability. So I had a conversation with Roger Victory, who I'm running against mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. He was up at a restaurant in Allendale um, for his little... He picks different spots around the county to have his office while he's not in Lansing. So he was at Murphy's Restaurant. And I asked him one-on-one. I said, election man. He's like, where are you standing? He's like, we're, we're, we're looking forward. And I'm like, that was not the right answer I wanted to hear. Oh, we got a, it was a political answer. It, it's an answer, <laughs> it was a, right? Yeah. And it's one that he's dodging because he doesn't believe in a full forensic audit. It's going to take right. time. It's going to take money. 
But if we're going to spend money, which we waste money anyway, that's a good thing to spend money on. And yeah. I think what's happening is these people are so disconnected with the reality of what's going on in the world. Or <laughs> They are, but yeah. what, the, what Roger Victory's got to know and what people have to know, and that's why I encourage Ryan, Brian to run, is he was silent. We mm-hmm. knew that the forensic audits would show that we had all this corruption going on. We had all kinds of people voting that weren't even U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. We had a machine that switched votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just silent. So when you're silent, you're, you're acquiesced. So that must be okay. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. With and when all. So you're in the legislation, than, you have the power to do something about it, right? Specifically put there for that elect, reason. Yeah. You elect, you elect individuals to represent you in times of emergency and mm-hmm. need. That's when you need leaders. We don't have leaders in Lansing. We have mm-hmm. followers. And what do they follow? themselves and the, the money <laughs> yep. gives them the bucks, follow the money what which which ultimately says that they serve themselves and they follow themselves exactly. right yeah yeah what do you think of a part-time legislature i'm full favor for it 100 percent. i think good. it makes sense right yeah and uh just for your information that came to be under governor uh no god who am i thinking now romney governor romney is the one that gave us the part full-time legislature we had a part-time legislature all the way up until Romney became the governor because it was he thought it was too much work. He wanted to play a lot of golf. He didn't have a chance to play as much golf as he wanted to, so we got a yeah. And this is a Republican state. governor, <laughs> right? Yeah. When so you, now yeah. you now you have a state like Michigan, uh, the same size uh, basically as population as Georgia, and Georgia's budget is thirty billion, and ours is like seventy four billion. There's a problem, here, folks. <laughs> yeah. And they're a part time legislature, and we're we're over regulated. That's Absolutely. That's yep. you need to be on. Yep. It's all these other so, regulation things that are people have not elected in that are causing a lot of the issues as well. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to get your take on some of those issues. Have you run for office before? Um, I have. I ran for a township trustee. It was a very poor race. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I didn't get blown out of the water by any means, but um, I did. And that was the only other race I ran. Kind of wet your appetite oh, for. My, yeah. I mean, it's great you're how getting much, involved. Uh, money, how much money have you raised so far for your rep? Uh, I can tell you that it's under much? under $10,000. I can tell you that much. How much of your own money have you put in? Maybe 2000 Okay. See, they're not going to take you seriously in Lansing. I know. With those kind of numbers. That's okay. I don't care. I don't either. I hear that a lot, and it doesn't bother me because... That's not who votes yeah, for me. Yeah, but if you want to win, if you want to win and really accomplish something, you got to win. So to win, unfortunately, it takes money to win. win. It does. So you got to try to get those numbers up. Yeah, and, and I, I'm meeting with be... people and I'm doing some stuff. And I I have money in the bank that I can loan myself when I need it. I haven't seen a massive need for it yet, personally. April is really right. the big kickoff, it seems like, because that deadline, you got the state convention the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just going to be a joke just today. I mean, here you got uh, Trump endorsing John James. You've got now, Dave, you got a writing candidate that's going against Reagan in the 74th district because he uh, is a definite rhino. Mike Molinowski. Yes, he's a rhino. And the biggest thing is this is the typical ploy of Ron Weiser. This is what he does. If you don't play ball with him and do what he Mm -hmm. wants, he'll find somebody to run against you and you'll try to destroy your character. That's really slander, what he's doing with against Reagan right now. And, uh, boy, I would almost hope somebody would sue his little buck. But, you know, when you're in politics, you can lie, cheat, and steal to the other yep. opponent. And they have exempted themselves from telling mm-hmm. the truth. Most people mm-hmm. don't know that. Yeah, very true. They can tell any lie they want to about you. And they hope some of it sticks, especially just prior to an election. 
and you don't have a chance to recover from it. That is his Weiser's whole plan. Who does Weiser support for Attorney General? Leonard, another rhino. Who does he support for a governor? Craig. Another Democrat claims he's a Republican. Here we go. So we got bad leadership at the head of the GOP mm-hmm. in the state of Michigan. And you got to cut the head of the snake off. He you, needs to go. You know what? And I think even Brian touched on this earlier too, maybe not tonight, but this is a different election. People are, are upset. I mean, I, I've told a lot of people, you know, what's one thing Trump did more than anything is he exposed everything, right? Yes. Not just the left, but the right. But if it's one thing Biden did is he got people off their butts. Yes. Right? So I have seen such an awakening in these last couple of years. You know, I haven't been in this for as long as you have, but it's it, it's exciting to see. And people are paying more attention now. They're getting more involved. And that's, I think, what matters is there's so many more people in the community now, like I've been working my butt off, you know, and you can't put a dollar on that. Yes, it does cost money. I get that. But I've been connecting with people, talking with people. And I think that's what matters more than anything. And we'll see, you know, I could think I'm running the best campaign in the world coming dead last and then it's a joke. Right. But, you know, I think people kind of see that now before we kind of sat back like, oh, yeah, he looks Republican. They watched the news. They got their take and that's what they did. There's so many alternative news to, cycles now that it's it's so you, different. You have to expose those people in GOP though that consistently endorse rhinos, Republican and name only. And you got to tell people that if you want to make a change, you can't vote the same people in mm-hmm. office because mm-hmm. you're going to have expect a different result. You're going to have the same results. If you put the same people mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. They're not going so to they're not going to like me right away rules. when I say I'm not going to vote for the House rules. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs> they're going to hate my guts. Be more than just you. That's going to be no, I, no. There's going to be there's going to be many more. I guarantee you. I mean, but but reality is there's a lot of really good candidates running too. I mean, the one that you endorse in my district, she she's a great candidate. You know, the other couple that are my surrounding district, there's a lot of good people running. And um, you know, whatever happens, there's going to be some kind of change. I hope. Um, Your district though is new. There's no technically it is. There's I no mean, incumbent. It, no, so it was Julie Kelly who's termed out, and then Mary okay. Whiteford who's also. Oh, termed Whiteford. Out. Yeah, so she was because it's mainly Allegan, um, and then it goes in the Barry County, obviously Jamestown, gotcha. Ottawa, yep, and then Bellevue and Eaton. So gotcha. Yeah, I just didn't know because I'm hearing a lot from people saying they're not voting for an incumbent no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. So if there's somebody running against them, right. There's a good chance you're winning. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's a very different election from what I've been seeing. Now, we'll see what happens come election, but we can look at stuff like Virginia, for example. I mean, that was a huge deal, right? Because it's a big. traditionally big blue state. Yep. It flipped. Big time flip, too, right? Mm-hmm. So stuff like that is encouraging to see, um, but we'll see, right? <laughs> so let's get back to some issues. So education, other than vouchers, do you see a different type of education, like I'm I'm going to push Declaration of Independence and Constitution should be required to be taught mm-hmm. in all public mm-hmm. schools. So, all right, you ready for this? Go you ahead, ready Dave. Ready for this, Brian? Yeah. At the RNC, I got the five core principles of the uh, GOP nationwide passed. Okay. Uh, and then the second year, I got passed with 100% unanimity that the schools must teach the uh, 
the Constitution, the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, because our kids don't know squat when they're right. out of school. Right, exactly. They, they can't even tell if they're a boy or a girl. So, <laughs> well, Hey, they're not biologists. Okay? Right. Let's take it easy. I don't even know if it's raining or snowing, Dave. I'm not a meteorologist outside here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a good, good analogy. <laughs> I actually have five questions that I ask all high school kids because it kind of help exposes and helps me understand where they're at. I'll ask them right now, and mainly for the viewers. I'm assuming okay. you guys know this. They're, they're very simple, but... You'd be surprised. I would say 75% of the people, not just kids, but adults too, don't know the answer to these questions. And, and there's a reason why I ask them. But So the first one is, as I always ask, who fought in the Revolutionary War? Most people don't know. You know the, the, really? They, I'm, I swear to that God. That is unbelievable. Right. You, know, you go to the next question, who fought in the Civil War? A lot of people don't know. Um, and I'll answer all these questions when I'm done. Uh, I mean, they're basic questions, right? Sure. And uh, who's the 16th president? You know, Abraham Lincoln. Yep. And then I ask, who was the first Republican president? That brain teaser, right? Abraham Lincoln. And then I asked, in what U.S. document does the separation of church and state, uh, where is that at? Right. It doesn't, doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Sorry, right. that's a trick question. Sure. <laughs> but, but what happens is I ask those questions because if they don't even know those, then how do you know yeah. the repercussions of what what those what came out of those right, right. the consequences exactly. why did we fight those wars what came out of those wars what were these people doing and you know did they just pick up the guns one day and go to war no of course not you know so you know we have all these people who are uneducated about the founding of our country the development of our country what the country stands for and what it represents globally too um, you know most people don't really they don't, they don't know the answer to those questions and it's it's well, a shame what you do is you get you get a generation. That's why schools are so important. Mm -hmm. You get the kids and you've got the whole country, the next generation, because right. they're being taught squat and you got idiot teachers. I mean, there's a teacher now, uh, where was it? Florida. DeSantis just put out a bill. Mm. Saying, oh, right. uh, you cannot tell your kids about your sexual yep. deviancies yep. in K through third grade. And this, this kindergarten male homosexual teacher says, well, I, I can't tell them about my love life anymore. I'm really upset about that. It's a well, guess what? Yeah. I don't think I never heard one of my teachers ever talk about their love life all the way through college. Yep. It's disgraceful. So well, these guys warped to begin with. The liberals down there just are just announced today they're suing uh, over that bill. So we'll see where that goes. Oh, Do you know I what just, the first book published by Congress was? U.S. Congress? It was. The I didn't Bible. know they actually... It was the Bible. They funded it. Oh. The very first, first book that the U.S. government printed was the Bible. And if you read yeah. into these constitutions, the schools were started, the public school system yeah. was started so that we could learn and know Scripture. Sure. That makes sense. Exactly right. My mother used to sit in school, and they were taught to read by reading the Bible, and that was a public school. Right. Because that's literally how they were started and what they were started for. So... I always ask people this. Obviously, I'm a Christian for those who don't know that. Okay. And, and I tell people, if God's not the center of something, what good can come out of that? Something has to replace it. Exactly. It's another God exactly. to make whatever it is. So in the public school, they not only removed God, but they actively persecute God, right? Yep. Everything about it. So That's what true. good can come out of that? You know, and I, I always challenge people because they always talk about you know, these things like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Like, but those are the really the byproducts of something. And I Correct. tell people that all the time, like, we have to look at the core issue here. 
the core issue, not the byproducts, because that's what people are focused on all the time. They think they can come in and okay, we're we're gonna teach a Common Core or whatever whatever the new thing is right. of the day, or and that's gonna fix everything. No, find out what the core issue is, fix that, and then the byproducts will take care of themselves. Yep. Uh, let's do taxes. Would you be in favor of a no income tax in <laughs> yes, the state of Michigan? One hundred percent. Yeah. Obviously, we would uh, you be willing to sign a document saying you will not ever vote for a tax fine or fee increase? Yes, I will actually, because we're way over tax now, and there's way, yeah, yes, I would absolutely. Okay, and just remember, and this gets tricky because what they'll do is they'll swap around a budget and say, well, yeah, we're raising the taxes in this place over here, but we're taking them away from this other place, so it's actually tax neutral, is what they're going to try to say. Mm-hmm. But yet, when you look at the overall budget, the budget just gets bigger and bigger right. and bigger. There's no re- no Republican that's in there right now should have voted for the budget that just came out of 70. What is it now? 74 or 76? Well, 74, but right. Whitmer just signed today the uh, 4.8 spending appropriations. She just signed that. But now she wants to oh. focus on the gas tax next. <laughs> Yeah, it's a grievous. Yeah, well, it, I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with that one because I was the one that chaired transportation for the state. You didn't get a tax increase when I sat as chair of that mm-hmm. because I found the money in the existing budget. That's what you got to do. In, the most important. Right. Do you know what the only thing required by the Constitution for the uh, for the legislature is, is the budget, balanced budget, the budget. Mm-hmm. You know how many work on that budget? About twenty five percent of the guys. Well, what's the <laughs> other seventy five percent do? They think up new taxes, fines, fees, right, law, rules, right. laws, and regulations. Mm-hmm. How do we name this street? Let's do this. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you have is a whole bunch of busybodies doing stuff that the Constitution doesn't even demand. Right. So if you have a part-time legislature, they would not have time to put down 200, 300, 400, up to 500 new laws a right, year. Right, right. All, all they'd have time to do is get a budget done. And then if they're going to say, well, we have a balanced budget, that's another one you never want to believe because – we have all these uh, hidden costs from all these retirees and so forth. They don't consider that as part of the budget. So the, 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 those those legacy costs are actually as big as the budget. Oh, yeah. I believe so this it. Whole, this, this whole thing is eyewash to make people think that they're really doing something. So that's why I tell people, and it's up to you what you want to tell them, but I tell them that if you got a legislature that was quiet during Whitmer's edicts, mm-hmm. you got a legislature that's quiet during the coup of the – Dominion machines, they have no business mm-hmm. being in that position. None. Because you can never have a free election, an honest election, with Dominion machines that are connected to the Internet and Wi-Fi. That's insanity. <laughs> yeah. And they're Chinese machines. They're Chinese machines. Imagine that. Chinese virus, Chinese machines, Chinese masks. Yeah. What next? Trifecta. I, <laughs> I just I can't wrap my head around why they won't. Do something about it. The Republicans, right? I, I can tell you why. I, I, I probably I don't want to hear. What? Yeah, fear of backlash. I mean, they've been fear of backlash well, for years. They're afraid. They're afraid of dealing with anything that is controversial. Right. See, they and that's what I mean by that. Controversial, Dave Ageron. The controversial RNC member, Dave Ageron. That's what they always say. Well, guess what? All the important issues that you have to deal with are controversial. <laughs> right. so if you're yeah. Not, if you're not dealing with those, you're not doing your job. Yeah. Right. So most of these wimps and, and, and Bill Heisinger is a good example. When's the last time you heard him come out with anything that was controversial or that was appropriate to stop what's going on with either illegal immigration where he put forward his own bill, not just signing them to somebody else's or anything to do with the Dominion machines where he's just silent. That's the kind of people in Lansing and Congress they like. 
because they mm. can just tell them what to do. They do what they're told and they re rewarded for it. So there lies the key for you. When anybody gets elected in this position, the first thing you're going to find out is the people that vote the way the lobbyists want you to vote mm -hmm. are the people that get large doses of money. Right. And it's very frustrating to see those people get that money and you're not going to get it. For example, I don't think I ever got a dime from Dick and Betsy DeVos's big fund that they, they do. And the reason is I put the bill in the state of Michigan that says I don't, we don't pay same-sex unmarried benefits in the state of Michigan. Of course, that went up to the Supreme Court. But uh, I got that one passed, and she hated it. So a lot of these big, big budget people that got lots of money, they're really the ones running things, and the, the little minions yep. are the ones that are the state reps and senators. And they just do what they're told. Right. You, that's not the way you run a country. Right. You got to stand out. You got to take a stand. And and in my so. defense, Dave, that's part of the reason why I haven't pushed for big endorsements and big money and all that stuff because I don't want to be tied up to anything. I don't serve anybody. I don't. I don't do that. Um, I'm running for me for who I am, and I'm going to win and lose according to that. And I'm going to reach the people. And I, I get the money part, but like, I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, we're not there to make it really. We're not even there to make a living. That's really not what it's there for. It's there to represent the people and do what's right. That that's the issue. And what is right? We don't even know that in these days anymore. Right. And, uh, that's part of the reason why I feel like I need to run because I start talking to people. I'll start talking to me. Oh yeah. You seem like a good guy. And then they're way off in left field with certain things. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? Like you got to bring them back to yeah, the, yeah, you don't have a clue <laughs> reality. And, and that's why I say, like, I talk to so many Republicans, but they're not conservative. Right. They're told what to say. That's another thing. Uh, when you have your meetings, when you have your caucuses, uh, when you leave Lansing, for example, and you voted on some quote-unquote controversial bills, they tell you how to answer that to the people. Yeah, I don't answer and it. So they all go out. You can almost <laughs> see all the same answers from all the same people because they don't know what they're doing. And that's another thing. If 75% of the guys are on the budget, you think they understand the budget? Of course they got not. News for you. They don't have a clue about the budget. They're just voting the way their speaker tells mm -hmm. them. So you got to have a lot of gumption. You got to have a lot of guts. You got to have a lot of integrity to say, no, I'm not voting for that. Well, and I agree not, with not you. Not many people can do that. Right. Not and because a lot of that. people really haven't humbled themselves to God yet. Like, what can somebody offer me that I don't already have in, in Jesus Christ? I mean, really. That's like, a good statement. That's I'm, a good statement. You know, and I, one of my mottos, and I tell people this, is memento mori, right? Which is Latin for remember you too shall die, right? At the end of this life, I mean, it's kind of morbid sometimes. It's a good reminder. Like, I can't take anything with me. Nothing. And what I do in this life echoes in eternity, right? So when I go and I sell these people short, or I vote for abortion to murder babies, I mean, are you kidding me? Like you put your name to that for what, mm -hmm. for what, you know, and, and they always have their excuses and all this stuff and they never think they're bad guys, right. Or whoever it is, but there is a right. And or there that is it doesn't affect them directly. Right. Yeah. It's always some crap like that, but you know what, who do you really serve? And you can tell that by their actions and, and you know, it's judge them by their fruit. Right. right? You know, I, a lot of the things we don't have to guess, you know, 
I'll go into this real quick and then I'll, I'll shut up because I can talk, but there are laws to the universe, okay? Like gravity, right? You jump off a building, you're going to fall down no matter what. It's a law of the universe. Um, there's also laws, spiritual laws. There's also laws to politics, you know, and we don't have to guess. If you enact certain policies, you will get certain results no matter what. You know, when, when you violate those policies, you'll get certain results. And we're lucky enough to live in a time where we have a ton of history and a ton of information yep. all at our fingertips. We don't have to guess. You know, uh, I, I always say the road to socialism is paved with good intentions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, if it's socialism, it's socialism. And you can only get socialist results. It's just that simple. You know, so but people aren't disciplined enough um, to, to do their, their research. They're not disciplined enough to remember who they serve and why they got in this. They get all caught up and they get, oh, my God, what they judge me. But I always tell people, remember, Jesus was crucified. OK, they literally murdered him. OK, what did he do? He healed people and he preached good stuff. They hated him. If you're not hated and if people aren't attacking you, you're probably doing something wrong. Okay. And who hated him? Who really hated it, him? It was his church. own people. It was the it was the, people. Yeah, it right. was the religious elite. It was the theocracy. So yeah, it was the, they thought he was coming to free them from a kingship. Right. Like the earthly right. dominion. The but not, it was his own not, people that murdered yes. him, right? So I mean, keep that in mind. And and if you get attacked, you know, take strength in what? Your God. <laughs> not your buddies in right. the Republican Party, you know, whatever, but um, that's your core. It's your base. That's why I, yeah. I don't care. I mean, I got this podcast. Anybody who wants to know what I say can right. download it all. Right. I'm not afraid. Right. Um, and that's because I, I do have God on my side. It's, mm-hmm. and he, he guides my the beliefs and, yeah. and I say because what I want to say. We get the truth because out. Because you're a Christian. Because you're a Christian, you have principles. Yes. And, and the pr- question uh, is, are you going to abide by those principles? Or are you going to cave to the peer pressure? Right, right. The peer pressure in Lansing is gigantic. And that's why I was thankful that I had a military career, had an airline career. I didn't need this job. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I walked in there, I could say, I don't need this job. Mm-hmm. I used to pay more in income taxes than I make in a year <laughs> yeah. in this job. So I could just, vote. I voted the way, and I had a simple solution. Does this bill raise a tax fine or fee? If it does, I'm off. If it doesn't raise a tax fine or fee, it's bad for business. I'm off. If it doesn't raise a tax fine or fee and it's good for business, I'm on. That's what I used. Right. Very and simple. I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm not saying I'm a genius, but the mark of a genius is to make a difficult job simple. <laughs> right. So s- simplify. And these guys, their bills, when they write a bill, and they write a simple bill, and by the time it goes to the Legislative Service Bureau in Lansing, yeah, right, what could have right. been written on two pages mm-hmm. is 60 pages mm-hmm. long. And then they'll drop 50 of those bills the last 30 days of, this, of the, the year, and they'll do about 20 or 30 of those a night, and you're expected right. to read through all those. So and understand. what you're saying is why I'm running. This is exactly why okay. I'm running. I'm so sick of the corruption. I'm so sick of this crap going on, taking advantage of the common man, because that's who it affects. You know, uh, I could tell you I've, I was one of six. My dad worked his whole life, his whole life. He still works. He's 62 years old. We have nothing you know, to show for it. He worked his butt off and he gets punished through inflation to these laws, you know, then the neighbor gets wealthy, all this stuff, you know, and these people are over here taking advantage of us. They're taking advantage of, of of my mother, my brother, my dad, you know, my kids. And we're sitting here and we're just supposed to accept that. 
<laughs> That's crap. I don't care who you think you are. This is still, you know, a government of the people, and we can do something about it, and I intend to do so. I got one last question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think of quotas? Quotas? Yep. As in, give me some more, like... Any, uh, any kind of quota for a particular type of person. Quotas for blacks. Quotas for... Oh, quotas for... I think that's silly. I think it's absolute ridiculous. I, I'm... Listen, this is why I always lead like this. I follow scripture. I don't need to be told that I'm not racist. Okay. I know where I stand. Like all that crap is, is crap. We're all Americans. We're all in this together. That's all dividing stuff in my opinion. Yep. I don't need any of that. Okay. We're all Americans. We're all made equal. We're all special. We're all unique. And and that's well, it. That's just think that. Of Biden. Think of Biden in this whole thing. He wanted a black yeah, he's racist. to be on the Supreme Court. He's racist and sexist. Yeah, that's racist. Yeah. That's a quota. It's got to be a black and it's got to be a female. And then you got a female that doesn't know what a woman is. That's <laughs> yep. really amazing. And now the NFL just came out and said each team needs to hire a right. minority or a woman part of their offensive that to be on the team. Totally so how is, that, how is that not racist right there so, in and of itself? And, and again, I'm going to reiterate this. When they remove... <laughs> okay, so what happened when the Obama era when the Supreme court wrote ruled on same sex marriage, what that signified more than anything, not a legal or civil law, but it was showing that we don't adhere to a moral law any longer. Right. That's what that, that said. So we don't have a moral law that we look to. There's not the common law anymore, blah, 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 which is incorrect in my opinion. Um, and what's happening is people are just making this stuff up to make them feel better. Right. And it's ridiculous. All of it is ridiculous. And it's not what America was ever founded on or was ever about because we had common sense because we read the Bible. Yet, yet few people in the Republican Party stand up against it. But see, that's an opinion. When a Supreme Court comes down with a ruling, it's an opinion. That's not law. And so Michigan... Most people don't understand that. We had at the ballot box to define what marriage is was between a man and a yep. woman. And we made yep. that by the people, mm-hmm. not yep. state. It was by the people. Right. And same thing with our abortion law, 1931, mm-hmm. still on the books, that has abortion illegal in this state. The governor needs to get some balls and say, we're not going to abide by those because the state has got its own power above right. the federal. Well, right, but we the governor serves rights. the federal government. Right. We got the state's <laughs> that's rights. Whole, that's a whole other issue. You got the... You got the judicial trying to write law. That's right. What you got. That's called judicial activism. Yep. And we got a lot of liberal judges that Obama and Biden put yep. in. It's it's bad. But hey, we're almost at the end of our hour. It's almost been an hour. It's uh, so thirty seven minutes. We got a few minutes oh, left. It is? Yep. Okay. So the, I'm just looking at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And if you got to go, that's fine. Um, I, I want to define what a conservative means. Yeah. To me, anyway. <laughs> go for it. So, because you have to define this right when we talk about it and. This is how I define a, an American conservative anyway. You know, it might be different over in Europe or whatever, but someone who is a conservative is somebody who is conservative really to biblical principles, right? So if you're liberal or progressive, that would mean you're liberal with biblical principles, right? So when, when I talk about that, that's what I refer to when I say conservative. And a lot of Republicans aren't necessarily conservative, Right. Um, and that's where I run and where I stand and how I, how I do my things. Well, you can still have somebody be like fiscally conservative, which but is, then socially be liberal, well, Which right? I think is almost impossible to be, be honest with you. A lot of people say that, well, but how can you be? 
Well, fiscal well, just means yeah. it's the money spending. I it's, know, but it's right, business right, right. oriented. But We're social issues. You, you got abortion, and so you. I think you can example. be, but you have the log cabin Republicans. Those are the gays and lesbians in the Republican Party. They're generally fiscally conservative, but they're morally liberal. Yet one of the things in in the national RNC, which I got passed, is marriage between a man and a woman. That's what we recognize that as a party. That's what mm-hmm. we believe. Mm-hmm. Yet we let these people in our party, even the secretary of our party is one, and there's many others in our party that are, uh, yet we let them in our party. And do they represent what the, the platform of the Republican right. Party is? Right. No. But what do they do? They go after people like me and people mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. and people like Reagan, and they try to character assassinate them so you don't vote for them. And, and here's what's funny. So, it's funny because, you know, some people hear this and they think, man, you guys are so hateful. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you hate those people. And the reality is, if you knew anything about Christianity, it's the only thing that really preaches love, right? I mean, like it literally tells you to love your oh. enemy. What else tells you to do that? Right. Right. Like, and you kind of have to explain that to people. I mean, and there's an effective way of talking to people and working with people. You can't just go in there like, I'm right and you're wrong, you know, but it really is true love. Like... Sometimes people who don't understand what it means to be a Christian have Christian principles. Like it benefits every single person. It doesn't just benefit Christians. It benefits atheists. It benefits Muslims. Anybody. It really benefits. Yes. And, and in my, it's not even my opinion. Actually, if you study history, it's the only thing that actually benefits everybody. It's the only system. It's the only uh, idealism that benefits every single person that it that it touches. Yep. Well, there's one issue I disagree with you with. If you know anything about Islam and you know the Quran, which I do, uh, and I've been to Turkey and I've been discussing mm-hmm. this on ABN maybe 20 times with Muslims and former Muslims that are not Christian. A Muslim that's a true Muslim who believes in the Quran can never, ever agree to our Constitution. They can ever, ne- because that's always subservient to their Quran. Right. But what I'm saying is they can still sense. live in the United States and be Muslim you know, under a Christian nation though. That's what I was saying is like, it'll benefit them still. The Christian principles and the Christian laws and policies benefit everybody still, whether they accept it or yeah, not. What I'm trying to tell you is they're part of their goal in the Quran is to come to countries like America that are not Muslim countries and change our country into a Muslim country. Mm-hmm. And it says in the Quran, if you're an infidel and you're not a believer, they can lie, cheat and steal, and they can even kill you if you, uh, say something bad about the, their their quote unquote holy mm-hmm. Muhammad, who mm-hmm. was really a man who couldn't read or write and killed and raped and pillaged and uh, had sex with a young right. young girl, and right. married her at six years old, and consummated you're, the marriage at nine. He was a screwed up guy. You're not going to read the Quran <laughs> so, and, and and think of loving your neighbor <laughs> as oh, you would no. as you would read it's, the Bible it's the and antithesis. Yeah, it's the antithesis of the scripture. Uh, Jesus was loved. They're about killing to get to your place. You're right. killing infidel. Hey, I got my 72 virgins. I don't know where they get them from, but I want to know what their heaven is for a female. Because on earth, they're <laughs> nothing but a doormat and a dog. Right. So, you know, and it, I, that's, I fear them coming in our country. I really do. And I, I do too because country. of the idealism, right? But I, I can tell you that, and bear with me here, my best friend in the whole world is actually Muslim, believe it or not. And I can tell you that he's been a better Christian than most Christians that, that I've Oh, I, I would. Um, I can totally agree. He was my roommate for five years. He's my best friend. So I actually do agree ideologically with what you're saying. Um, and I, I had to learn. I think, honestly, I think God did that to me on purpose. He's my roommate for five years in college. And 
I, I don't have anything bad that I could possibly say about them. Sure. And ideologically, you ask questions though. Oh my gosh, yeah, we questions? stayed up talking this... and talking. Five years I lived with the dude. I, that's all we did. We talked about it. Um, so yes, we we talked <laughs> all those hard questions and stuff. And one one thing you got to remember in the Quran, it's called the term is takia. They can lie to you if it furthers the cause of Islam. Yeah. Well, so that's what a lot of them do. Sure. While they lying to you, they're really trying to change America into what. Right. They want to see America, and they say it's a religion of peace. It is a religion of war until sure. the whole world is Muslim. Then there will be peace. That's what they believe. In fact, that's a lie because you got the Sunnis, you got the Shias, and they fight. Yep, yep, and that's very different. Yep. And and what I've seen. So, so and, and here's the other thing: is a lot of them really do come here just for a better life, right? They really do. Um, they just want to have a better life. They want the opportunities. They want the freedoms. You know, they, they want to get out of the situation that they were in. And they sure. come over, and just like a lot of people here, you know, culturally, that's who they are, right? That's their identity and all that stuff. And what we need to do is we need to do a better job of reaching these people and, and talking to them. Because, you know, who has done a really good job of doing that is the Democrat Party, right? Um, and, and that's why most of them do that. And a lot of them don't understand that. But uh, there's a lot of really, really good people who ideologically I don't agree with at all. I completely reject. And yet they seem to be some of the best people I've met. Right. Um, and, and the answer is, what do we what, how do we do? What do we do going forward? You know, how do we all live together? I mean, obviously, you, you know me, I, it, it's a Christian. It has to be Christianity um, in policy and, and everything. Right. Because I think like, that's my, that was my statement earlier is I've never seen another anything and i don't think it's possible that has produced such freedom and uh, living together and all that stuff but correct you're right on the money well i have probably having a disagreement with you on that one because i've never met a true muslim that i could trust sure one sure yeah and i've debated him on television i debated one of the main guy that owned him chandra chandra andrew andrew and uh, these guys talk and talk and talk but they really want to do is just kill you make the world what they want it to be. I've never found one that was truly honest with me. Not mm. one. That's too bad. Well, that does it for yeah. this episode, Dave. Go, yep. yep. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate yep. it. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Philip, for your time, yeah. and uh, good luck on your campaign. See ya. See ya. You are listening to the Patriots Voice of Michigan. God bless.